0: Hey, 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 you guys. I am so glad to have another special guest here on Black Canvas. And you guys may not have heard of Mr. Cecil, but if you haven't heard of Cecil, this is going to be a great introduction. He is a spiritualist, he's a light worker, energy healer, and he also is a highly effective educator. And I'm just so glad to have him as a guest on this show. He's going to do more of an introduction himself, so I thought we would kind of switch it up today and have one of our guests actually talk a little bit about themselves and be able to share their own intro. And we're going to learn a lot more about Mr. Cecil Thornton. So thank you, Cecil, for being on the show. I'm just so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you. I want to take the time out to thank you for having me. I really, really uh, appreciate it. Uh, I'm starting this spiritualist, uh, in the beginning of starting this spiritualist journey. And I want to just thank you for uh, letting me uh, be on your platform.
0: Well, I'm excited for you. Like I said, I love having new, innovative, you know, amazing individuals to share their experiences, and then that way we can all learn. And I'm all about learning something new and also being able to connect with people. So we're yeah. just glad to have you here.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate that.
0: No problem. So, Cecil, can you tell us a little bit more of a background? Tell us where you grew up, some experiences you've had. You don't mind sharing?
1: Okay, well, uh from Houston, Texas. Uh I moved to Atlanta uh in nineteen ninety-eight to start college. I went to Morris Brown uh college. to Morris Brown College. We just received our accreditation back, praise God. <laughs> so I'm very, very happy about that. Um moved to Atlanta at 18. Um, been there I was there for 20 years, then moved uh to the city of DC to teach for DC public schools um about four years ago so um yeah i've been in these in the dc area about four years now
0: that is awesome first of all thank you for your service as an educator um i have a lot of family members who've worked in the school system my aunt ashley has been teaching or had taught excuse me for 40 years um and so when you have people that you know are really trying to give back especially in the inner city and being able to share your experiences, it's just something that we really appreciate. Thank you for being such a great part of of the school system, for sure.
1: No problem, I love what I do. I teach uh, pre-K special education and I I love going to work every day. It's like my community service and my job all in one. So uh, it's how I give back and uh, it keeps me happy. It keeps me uh, in good spirits and I'm I'm very, very happy about uh, having that as a career.
0: And I love that it keeps you grounded too. It reminds you of your purpose in life for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm here to uh basically serve. I'm a light worker. I'm here to shed my light as much as I can. And that is one of the uh one of one of the biggest ways that I shed that light. And I, I just love that I can do that uh pretty much every day. So well, as at least five days of the week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I want to kind of go straight into some questions, Issa, if you're ready for me. Yeah, well, let's make it happen. All right. So I, my first question is, what spiritual disciplines do you connect with the most?
1: Um, as of now, because I started my uh, spiritual journey about, I guess, about, it's been about two years. I went into a spiritual awakening uh, due to a few problems I've, I had in life, uh, dealing with family uh and dealing with other things. So it, it caused me to go into a spiritual awakening. And upon that spiritual awakening, um I was seeking something more. Religion, like religion and being in growing up Baptist and all of that, it just it just wasn't cutting it for me. And I needed something a little deeper. And I I've always had a, a deep connection with God and um uh, and I always had a one-on-one relationship with him. So uh, with having that one-on-one relationship with him, I, I decided to uh, tap in a little deeper and uh, that's when I began to uh, start looking into spiritual practices and spiritual disciplines that would pretty much uh, aid me as coming as far as coming out of my spiritual awakening. And uh, the disciplines that I um uh, Connect with more mostly is meditation. Uh, what I with with me is meditation and prayer. I could actually um, connect meditation and prayer together as well as traveling is a, a, a discipline is a spiritual discipline to me as well. I do a lot of traveling to various beaches and uh, I connect with God a great deal at the water. So um, that's another discipline that. Uh, I particularly like as well, as well as being in nature, nature is, yeah, all I can say is the, the sun is, we need the sun and the sun, when the sun is beaming down on us, um, it just adds, it just adds something to your world. It it adds something to your life. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a force that, um you just can't yeah you can't re- it's a force that you cannot uh you cannot replace it's a force that you cannot uh you just can't yeah you can't you can't replace that so uh those are three of the uh, disciplines that I um uh, that I connect with the spirit, three of the s- spiritual disciplines that I connect with
0: I love that and one thing I love that Cecil said and it kind of goes into the next question like your definition of meditation and you I think a part of that would definitely be like you said prayer for him has been something that's helped to unlock maybe some of those limitations that we set on ourselves and I love that you said hey I can connect with the water the sun you know all these other aspects because that is something that can make someone feel different when I can kind of change my scenery change my environment it can change my my perspective as well so um, can you kind of maybe give us another or your form of definition of meditation?
1: Um, my form of, uh, and definition of meditation again is, um, I equate it to meditation in prayer. I, when I have meditation in prayer, uh, I'm basically recognizing, uh, the deities that, uh, I choose to, uh, bring into my world. And those deities are, uh, who I recognize when I do my meditation and prayer is a uh, God is first, uh, my ancestors is second, uh, then my angels and spirit guides, and then the universe. Uh, those are the four, uh, entities that I choose to, uh, recognize because I feel they're a part of my spiritual team pretty much. And they are, they, they're the ones that that's, that's going hard for me behind the scenes. I feel, uh, and when I have my meditation in prayer, um, first I start off with meditation and I meditate uh, pretty much as long as I can. It, you know, with meditation, it varies. It, it could be half a minute or it could be uh, up to two to three minutes. And once I uh, finish my meditation in silence and try to block out everything in the world, pretty much. Uh, that's when I go into thanking God for all he has done for me and uh, just thanking him for life, health, and strength and all that good stuff. And that's when I go into my prayer and I start talking to my ancestors and all of that. So it's it's like an event every day, I, I guess you would say. Uh, it's something that I do daily sometimes. If, it's, if my world is a little hectic, uh, I may do it two or three times a day. So it just depends on uh, what's going on in my, in my world or uh, something that uh, adds a tremendous amount of value to my life, so uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it, it just adds so much strength. I have to be very honest with you; it adds so much strength to my world. So uh, adding that to my life has really, really enriched it. And yeah, I can't. I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Well, I love that you said that and it kind of goes into another question I had for you You talked about your ancestors. So can you tell us what is an ancestral it um, altar? like what does it mean to have ancestral altar and what do you put on that altar.
1: Okay, well, um, my ancestral altar, I actually do my meditation and prayer at my ancestral altar. I do everything all in one and at my ancestral altar. I pretty much uh go there just to recognize my ancestors and let them know that uh, I'm there. I'm there for them uh as well as uh to speak with them to have my connection with them to for my uh the connection with my deceased loved ones and uh it's just it's just relaxing. I gotta be honest with you. It's 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 relaxing. It's um just most times it's, it's full of joy for me. It brings peace to my life. And what I put on my ancestral altar is, uh, I have a picture of my deceased loved ones. I have, um, some candles on there. I have, um, some healing stones as well as, um, what else do I have on my ancestral altar? Uh, I have affirmations on my ancestral altar as well as my manifestations um, because I also uh, manifest at my ancestral altar. So it's like my ancestors, they know all about what's going on in my world. Cause when I come, when I sit at the ancestral altar, I'm giving them everything, everything that's uh, going on in my life. So it's, it's they, they're getting my meditation, they're getting my uh, affirmations, they're getting my uh, as well as God. Now don't, I don't. I can't forget about God because He's the number one head of my life. So uh, they're just getting everything, the manifestations, and they're they're working on everything. So uh, yeah, I pretty much. You, and, and the thing about an ancestral altar, you can put uh, on it what you feel comfortable putting on there. It, like I said, I have candles on there. I have uh, crystals on there. I have. Uh, uh, my affirmations, my pictures of my loved ones. And uh, just, you just make, you can put, you got, oh, I do have a glass of water on there as well. And you can put flowers on there. You can put whatever you feel. Uh, most times uh, I tell people that uh, just go, go to YouTube and you can look up some different things on YouTube and see um, what other people have done. And you may want to add that to your uh, ancestral altar as well.
0: I love that. And I feel like that makes it you can individualize it for where where you are in that part of your life. But also it's something that you're paying kind of homage and, and being able to connect with something stronger than yourself. And so I think that's great that you said, hey, I can still have a spiritual belief system and I can still, you know, have a strong connection with God. And that's how you choose to live and, and what helps to keep you centered and grounded. So I, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, uh, our ancestors want to be recognized. Uh, many times we don't recognize our ancestors for the simple fact, uh, we've been taught that it's evil. We've been taught that it's, uh, witchcraft. We've been taught many different things that, it, that's really, really not true. Uh, and our ancestors, they want to be recognized. And the thing is when we recognize them, uh, they are there to help us along with this journey Uh, many times our ancestors guide and protect us like none other. And since I've opened up this, I don't want to say can of worms, but since I opened up uh, connecting with my uh, ancestors, I have to be very honest with you. I've never felt more protected in my life. Uh, They protect me on a whole nother level and uh, I can feel that protection. I can even feel that love uh, sitting at my ancestral altar many times. And I mean, it's it's something else. I have to be very honest with you, especially when you're when you're definitely tapping into uh, into their spirits. When you tap into their spirits and you're becoming one with them, when you're still holding conversations with them and things of that nature, it's yeah, it's it's something. It's second to none. I mean, uh, even with discipline in my life. Uh, My discipline is on on a whole nother level because of my meditation and prayer and connecting with my ancestors and my angels and God and and the universe. Um, I treat the universe in a whole nother. uh, I treat the universe totally different from from uh, before going through my spiritual awakening, and I can just you can just feel the difference. You can feel them. You just can feel it. It's 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 something else. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that and it's when, when great. You, when, you tap,
1: when you tap into it hard, uh, you, you, you will feel it. Yeah,
0: that's for sure. And I think that's great for like people who may not have heard of this before, if they want to research and look into it, you know, that would be great for them to kind of maybe look into defining what it means to them and also being able to have something that works. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and that's the thing about spirituality. It's not anything uh, cookie cutter. You have to, um, you have to, um, ma- you have to make it your own. You have to make it. Um, you just have to make it. You have to personalize it, and that's what spirituality is about—just personalizing your relationship with God and uh, the deities who you recognize.
0: And I think, like you said, it's about like whatever your perspective is and and how you want to connect with it, I think plays a huge part when we talk about spiritual awakenings or for people to have that spiritual connection and whatever it is that that person wants to believe is, is that connection with them is their choice. And so I think that's a good thing to just kind of be open minded, as you said, of the differences, even if it's something someone who's listening may not agree with, you know, this works for Cecil. And I think that's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you 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 cater it to your, uh, to your life. to what's gonna help you? What's gonna uh evolve you into your higher self? That's the thing. Uh, yeah, you can you can chop it up and screw it out <laughs> however you want it.
0: That's right, and it kind of leads into another question I have. When you said about what works for you, um, can you tell us like your definition of what clean eating actually is, and what foods would you recommend? um to live maybe a clean eating lifestyle if you could maybe recommend some things that you've used yourself.
1: Okay. For me, clean eating is staying away from processed foods foods and uh, just trying to eat eat natural foods, I guess you would say, as far as a lot of fruits and vegetables and um uh, um uh, stay away from the uh Stay from the, stay away from the fast food, and try to stay away from canned food if possible, um, and just all natural if possible. And what I stick with most times is, to be honest with you, is chicken breasts, because I'm small in nature, so uh, I can't just completely do seafood because I'll be super lean, a little too lean. So with that, I stick with, uh, or like mostly organic chicken, and uh, I do a lot of fruit smoothies as well, as well as, uh, I do buy my, uh, vegetables fresh as well. Um, now I have a little leg room to w- wiggle around and eat what I want to sometimes as well. But majority of my eating is clean eating because I can have to be honest with you. I like clean eating. Um, it's just, yeah, it just, it really helps. It helps with your skin to me. It helps with your, um having clarity in your mind. It just it, it helps with so many things with clean eating. And it it's just keeping away those processed foods as much as possible. We're not going to be able to keep them away 100%. I do understand that. But uh, if you can do it majority of the time, and uh, I just think a difference can be seen and a difference can be felt when you're doing that uh, clean eating the majority of the time.
0: And I think, Cece, so you made a really good point of like sometimes when you eat certain things, you may feel really lethargic after. Your body is just like, oh my, I feel like a ton of bricks are almost yeah, on you. And, yeah, and
1: sluggish, and you want to sleep after. And um, when we when we eat, we're not supposed to feel like that. I don't get me wrong. We yeah, we do Most times we will feel like that, but we're not supposed to feel all sluggish after we eat. So uh, when we eat clean and portion control most times that will keep us from um from feeling sluggish after we eat
0: that's a good point yeah and portion control and also just one thing that i used to do a lot i'm gonna have to get back to it as well it's just kind of having like meal preps like having things lined up where i knew what i was yeah, eating
1: that does help
0: a great deal And and that was a big struggle for me. So I I know, like I said, I've had many fluctuations of weight um, in my life. And I used to be a good 145, 150. And after um, Hurricane Katrina, um, I gained a lot of weight. I gained almost 100 pounds after that. And so it was, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of stress eating. And and, you know. you know, in cortisol, which, you know, is the belly. Form, yeah. Things yeah. that could happen with stress. So there was a lot of things going on. I know, you know, and I was still getting, you know, to the point of, you know, I was leaning myself out to a certain extent. Then I started lifting weights and I started having more muscle. So your body's just going to go through changes. And I know I'm not where I want to be weight wise, but that's the great thing about life. You can change, you know, how you want it and, and do it when you're ready.
1: <laughs> and you can't. Yeah, and that's true. And the thing about uh, clean eating is, uh, you can find the foods that you that you like, and particularly, I gotta be particularly eat those foods majority of the time. There's many different foods uh, that you you that you that you would like. That's dealing with clean eating. So it's I don't want to say it's easy to do, but uh, if you incorporate it in your life, you are still eating pretty good. That's the thing. It's not like you depriving yourself from anything uh, because chicken, yeah, chicken, yeah, chicken, you can saute it or try to stay away from fried chicken, I guess you would say, but uh, saute it or bake it or whatever the case may be, in a, a fresh, fresh vegetable. Yeah, that's not, that's some, pre- that's some pretty good eating. So you get me hungry.
0: See, Cecil, so don't start. <laughs> Cecil's getting me hungry now. Yeah. He's like, I'm talking about chicken. That that's one of my things I love. Now I'm not a I will eat fried chicken. I'm not a big fried chicken person, but I love a good grilled chicken or oven-baked chicken. I mean, I think that's just that is good eating. You're right.
1: And I love fried chicken, but I can't I can't cook fried chicken, unfortunately. Now I can I can saute some chicken, I can bake some chicken and I can grill some chicken, but I, I can't fry chicken for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's a good and a bad thing. The good thing is that it yeah. will keep you on a steady path, but the bad thing is when you can fry good chicken, it's so good. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I'll go buy
0: it. Now don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Popeyes, I know where it is, but you know, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna
1: mm. fry it. <laughs> yeah no nah, you're not gonna do that.
0: All right. So, Cecil, I have a fun question for you. So, um, if you could have a title to your autobiography, what would you actually
1: call it? Ooh. Okay, that's a little crazy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Oh, it could be. It could be a few different things. Uh, Cause I, I it could be dealing with my life to be very honest which i have ran the gamut of things it could be called six drugs and rock and roll it could be called uh dating the cowboy it could be called many different things those are the two those are the two top ones <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: um i think folk, mine would be no by-
1: folk, folk who know me would know the reason why those would be the two uh two titles but yeah one day that book is, one day I'm gonna be able to write that book though
0: absolutely I, I do believe it's gonna happen that's why I gave you that question so you know that way in the future you would be like you know what I can go back and listen to this and I remember this the titles I was thinking of so when that day comes and you're on Oprah's um, book club then we'll be like okay see I told you
1: <laughs> yeah but I have to be very honest with you because um, right now the way my life is going God is truly blessed me tremendously and um my background i've i've been through my share of downs and and i've had i've I've had ups as well and with that i think um uh, the evolution of me is is it most likely will not be that now it would probably have all that information in it because i'm at a point now where yeah. I'm going to let you know everything. It, yeah. I, ain't, I don't have anything to hide. I, uh, I'm i really not ashamed of anything I've done in life. Uh, I can pretty much talk about what I've done in life. Uh, it is what it is. Um, it all has brought me to this point where I can help someone else. God, God didn't take me through all that to just keep my mouth closed anyway. God brought me through that to help someone else to... Uh, Maybe get through that. I've I've been able to escape most of the stuff I've been through, thank God. But I have my chinny chin chin many times, but uh God has allowed me to escape that and He allowed me to escape it for a reason. Uh, to help someone else with it. So uh it's really not much in my life. Well, not really anything. God is God has made it well. No, you ain't. No, you're not. I'm not worried about that for the simple fact I'm here to help someone else. If it if it was the sex or the drugs or the rock and roll, I can talk about it all and uh, in hopes that it will help someone else uh, with me talking about that.
0: I 100% agree. And it kind of goes into a phrase that I heard just recently. And someone had mentioned that it's important for people to show up for themselves. And I just love that statement because being able to show up for myself can mean many different things. It can mean that I can actually live in your truth. You can be able to talk about experiences. You can actually be able to experience life from a different perspective, but you can also start finding happiness within yourself. And I love that you had actually posted something online recently, which really stood out to me that you had said, happiness is the new, rich inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth, and kindness is the new cool. And I thought that was really great, um, especially with the happiness is the new rich, is that, you know, we can enrich ourselves with happy moments. And I just really appreciated you sharing that.
1: Yeah. The thing is, once you know your purpose, uh, and you know that God has given you a purpose, uh, some things just fall by the wayside, Uh, even with caring what others may think, of my past and how people have judged me for my past. I know that I have overcame uh many different things. And and I went through all of that for a reason. Uh and that reason is now where I can help someone, I can be the light worker that God has uh that God wants me to be, uh, pretty much, and help those who I can. It's like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and I have to be honest with you, God is blessing me. Because I have said yes to that purpose. And um, I'm just excited. I have to be very honest with you. I'm excited about Hire Self with Cecil Thornton, that, that my YouTube channel that I just started, uh, basically talking about uh, just talking about my journey, my spiritual journey and uh, things of that nature. And I'm even branching off into a spiritual care, uh, a care line, uh, spiritual care products, where I will be launching the first product uh, actually next month in May. And I'm very, very excited about that. It's like God has given me uh, so many different ideas and I'm just being creative. I'm I'm having creativity that I, that I never thought uh, that I didn't know I had, to be very honest with you, because I've, I've always done music back in the day and I've always done music, but I've never tapped into something like this. And it's uh, something new for me. Uh, Something God has given to me. So I'm up for the challenge. You know what? Since I started it, He's been blessing me like I don't know what. So I ain't finna stop it. That's for sure. So that's how that's finna go. (laughs) So, uh, yes, I'm starting my spiritual care line actually uh, in May. And the first product is going to be uh, uh, an energy cleansing and healing box where it's gonna have, it's a box. Uh, that's going to have Polisanto, White Sage, uh, Energy Healing Crystals, and uh, and it's going to have a candle as well. And it's going to have two of my personal chants that I use. I have a manifestation chant that I'm going to have in there as well as a, a smudge chant. You know, smudging is when you're clearing the uh, the negative energy and negative, negative spirits in your home. So I'm going to have that in it as well. So I'm, I'm so excited about that. I really, really am. Well,
0: congratulations! Thank you, first of all, for letting us know that. I do follow you on your YouTube channel, so I'm very excited for what you've been able to produce so far. But I just really cannot wait to see what this is going to lead to. I'm just so so happy for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. God has been leading me on this, and uh, it's it's brought up like a great excitement for me. I will I will say that it's like uh, it's a renewing, a renewing. Of, it's, it's just taking me to another level and a renewing of my faith and just renewing of my life i have to be very honest with you and i'm i'm excited about it it's like i'm a kid all over again so uh and god know i'm up for the challenge he done tested me he didn't tested me enough so
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that you said feel like a kid because it goes into one of my other questions mm-hmm. if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you say to young cecil
1: um, Ooh. What would I tell youngest Cecil? That oh, I would tell him just stop worrying. Everything God's promises are going to come. Uh, I have to be very honest with you. At an early age, uh, God promised me a few things. Like when I like I, when I was around like nine or ten, I remember having a conversation with God, and, and it's, it was certain things in my head that he that it was the promises he was giving me for my life. And it was many times where uh, I felt those promises were not gonna come to pass. I have to be very honest with you, uh, dealing with different scenarios and situations in my life. Uh, but if I could tell the younger Cecil, the Cecil in college starting Mars uh, starting Brown in Atlanta at 18 years old, when people would, put, look, would look at me and say, oh, you're going to be dead. Folk would, I, have, I, I would actually have people to tell me that to my face, that I would be dead at 18 and 19 because they felt that I was coming to Atlanta and that I was just going to let Atlanta just take me out of here. uh. But they just did not know the faith that I had. They did not know uh the relationship I had with God. They did not know the parents that I had. They did not, it was, it was many things that they did not know. They looked at my outer shell and just uh chalked it up to, yeah, you' are about to be out of here, but and I didn't—I would not say anything. To be very honest with you, I was like, okay, uh, if that's your feelings, yeah, it's nothing I can do about that. But I would tell the young and that you just don't worry about all this. God don't see His promises through you, uh. So just don't worry. Well, I can't say not to worry because I needed—I needed to worry to get to this point. To be very honest with you, worrying, worry, and have it has its place. Uh, It has kept me safe. It has kept me uh, from doing too much. It has kept me (laughs) to do things in moderation. Worrying has kept me uh, low-key safe at times. So, yeah.
0: I love, I really love that C. So if it was me, I probably would tell my younger self that meaning takes time and meaning that your meaning and your purpose is going to take time. And it's not about me knowing all the answers, but it's about me just walking in my faith and belief and holding tight to it. And then knowing that in time, when I do get to the other side of where I need to be, that I will find love there. And I'm going to find sadness. I mean, that's a part of life that sadness only exists because of love. And when you actually can find that sadness and you can learn to work through those experiences then you can take away a lot of the fear that was attached to it. So I know for myself that I've been able to show up and show out in different situations because I've had a strong support network, but I've also had a strong belief system that I could get to the other side of it and it's taken time. But the great thing about life is that as long as you're breathing, you have opportunity to switch things around for yourself. So I love that.
1: And, and, and that was the thing. Uh, it was instilled in me to have a belief system. Many times uh, we fall by the wayside when we do not have something we believe in. There has to be something you believe in. Uh, and it's like, I hate to say it, but like a lot of the, uh, the new generation, unfortunately, it's like, it's like many of their parents haven't quite instilled uh in them to believe in something of course you believe in yourself but that needs to be a higher power there needs to be something it, it could be whatever you you don't have to believe in what I believe in I don't have to believe in what you believe in but there's something you have to believe in to reach to connect with when you are going through those hard times so you won't fall by the wayside so you won't end up committing suicide so you won't um uh, End up just strung out completely on drugs or uh, just totally giving up. You have to have something you believe in, you have to have goals, you have to have something you just have to have something to latch on to when though when you are in those low times.
0: And I love that you said that, Cecil, as well, because I think that each person's journey is going to be different, but. If you do have something or someone that's that's supporting you or something that you can believe in, it does help um, when you're having those moments of wanting to hurt yourself. And I want to tell the listeners, if you are having thoughts of completing suicide or doing something that may be impulsive to you in the moment, please reach out, talk to people. There's helplines out there. There's numbers. If y'all need any of those numbers, please reach out to me. I don't mind sharing it. Um, cause I work as a licensed professional counselor and just knowing how difficult it can be when you're in your lowest moment, you know, you don't know what to do. And I've had so many people yeah. I've talked to, um, and it's not just of course clients, but just people in general who just, especially since the pandemic, not knowing what's going to go on in their lives. Do they want to exist since losing the people closest to them? And it's hard for us to know whether we're going to evolve or revolve, you know, and you have to understand that when we see things that happen, we have to find our own meaning through the pain, but also we have to be aware that our thoughts are very powerful. And if we don't know how to manage those thoughts, they can sometimes consume us um, in different ways. So please, you guys, if y'all are listening. If you're needing any help or any information, please reach out to me or call, even if you can't do anything else, but call 911 and talk to someone who can then give you those resources in your local areas um, to talk to people who might be able to help guide you in a different direction um, because there is hope that's there. And many times, especially, um, mm-hmm. you'll start to see people who've gone through tumultuous um experiences like traumatic um issues with with rape or depression or alcoholism or drug abuse or yeah. you know neglect or abandonment they may not have maybe that strong person at home yeah. to encourage them to say hey this is what you can do or or someone who's understanding that pain and a lot of times there's generational things that have gone on for many years and people become another statistic instead of actually being the standalone person yeah. who can actually get on the other side of that chain. So I just want to encourage you guys, if y'all are listening, Cecil's here, I'm here, you know, um, that there are people out there who do love you and do want you to, to succeed. And you just have to be able yes. to look for those resources or sometimes just pick up the phone and, and talk and just say, hi, this is my name. And this is what I'm going through and just be able to be an ear to hear the other person, be able to give you insight or information that can assist if you're open to it um, because you can get to that place.
1: Yeah. The thing is, it's never too late to connect to the creator. Uh, Even at your lowest, if you have to call on them, call on them and find different tactics that will help you uh, in your life. I know you may not want to go as deep as creating an ancestral altar. Maybe you want to uh, just even find a place where you can, uh, just get on your knees and pray. Um, prayer does help when we're in those situations, connecting with the creator does help when we're in those situations. Uh, and as far as depression is concerned, sometimes we have to, um, we have to seek help. We have to seek help from a doctor. Most times us as blacks, we don't want to seek no uh, help when it comes to depression. There, are, there are, there are many different. Uh, there's medication for to help you with depression. There's different things you can do to help you with depression. But we, as black people, we shun that, and we live in agony because we do not want to uh, tap into those different uh, tap into those different avenues, and they're there to help us. We're not we're not meant to be here to be depressed all the time we're not we're not we it's for us to find solutions for that and there are solutions if you look if you if you want a few uh <laughs> if you want a few suggestions I'm here to give you some suggestions I don't mind yeah whatever I have went through in my life that I know can help someone else I'm definitely uh open to giving that information if you if you come to me come to my IG Page, Mama's Boy 1979. If you want to ask me a question, I'm gonna give you the, the truth, the unadulterated truth. If it's something that you're dealing with that you may need help with, I'm gonna give you, yeah. And many times Google Google is a Google is a help. Look for things to help you when you are in trouble.
0: And Cecil's making a, a valid point of researching. And looking into resources that are available, whether if it's WebMD, whether if it's someone who wants to look up either healthgrades.com, if you're looking up psychology today, to look up counselors, there's www.grief.com. Dr. David Kessler, who I've had the pleasure of listening to, um, especially this week, and he's doing a grief conference. And um, I love, he spoke today, actually, and um, through PESI, which is a, a credentialing they do a lot of different CEUs for counselors Mm -hmm. and so for me to sit down and, and hear a lot of things that he mentioned about grief and he's written a book called finding meaning and after losing his son five years ago and he's still trying to pay it forward in assisting people who are going through pain I just have been just so honored to be able to listen to him and to gain so much knowledge um being a grief specialist myself It's just Mm -hmm. important to be able to hear other people's experiences and to be able to use it as another tool to add to my tool belt and that I can actually use in a healthy way. So today I was in a a great space and I love that I'm talking to Cecil today after going through that because that can be very traumatic for individuals hearing these stories. But he said one great thing that I want you guys to hear and just remember. And he said that he was talking to a counselor once and the counselor had mentioned that every time she sees her clients, that she's carrying their grief and their pain w- with her, and he kept saying to her, or oh, you explain to me what does that mean? She's like, well, I'm carrying it each time they leave; they're leaving their grief with me, and he made this the statement saying that you don't want to become a pain collector, that you're you're collecting pain and grief, and that you have to remember that you need to picture yourself being able to focus on you but that they need to remember that they're taking their grief with them and so when they leave out of your office it does not mean that they're going to be healed but that they may have tools that they can work on their grief and you don't have to internalize what their experiences are and he mentioned about anger is kind of like pain's bodyguard and that most of us were not taught healthy ways of managing pain and and us not knowing how to manage it sometimes we experience things um, that maybe are not suitable for where we need to be in our lives. So I'm just excited. Um, Cecil that you were able to kind of share all this with us and hopefully between you and I, we may have given someone some insight of how to look at their life a little differently if they didn't know how to manage it before.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the thing about grief is I have to be very honest with you. uh, ancestral altars help with that a great deal. When you're putting pictures of your loved ones on the ancestral altar and uh connecting with them, that I have to be very honest, that alleviates a great deal of grief. Uh my mom passed uh during my sophomore year in college, uh when I was uh twenty pretty much and uh I was a show enough mama's boy. Uh I loved my mom. I had a wonderful mother. Uh she was just she was a beautiful woman, and she was beautiful inside and inside and out. And the thing is, when she died, I grieved her extremely bad, uh, and that's what brought a, brought a a great deal of my depression. And what I went through, a lot of the a uh, lot of the difficulty I went through is was because I was grieving. But the thing is, I grieved her pretty much extremely hard for about seventeen years. And I have to be honest, when I started my ancestral altar. It was a like it was like seventy to seventy percent of that grief I had for my mom had fell away. It, it fell off for of the simple fact uh, because when I was able to when I'm able to go to the ancestral altar, alt, my ancestral altar, I'm able to connect with her there, and it's like that connection that I have with her there. I don't have that same grief anymore. I mean, when I tell you that my ancestral altar has worked some miracles and. Uh, even even with that, even with alleviating that grief, it has allowed me to be more disciplined and cut some cut some things I needed to cut off many years ago. And uh, yeah, it, I'm telling you, that ancestral altar ain't no joke. When you really, really uh, uh, sincere about it and connecting with uh, connecting with the higher power and connecting with your ancestors and connecting with your angels, it makes a big difference. I have to be very honest with you. And I know a lot of folk don't, don't like to tap into it until they probably went through a spiritual awakening and things of that nature, because that's pretty much what happened to me. But uh, if you're, if you're younger and you're looking for ways and outlets, it's really a good outlet. And the thing about it is, if you create an ancestral altar uh, and honoring and recognizing your ancestors young ain't no telling what probably (laughs) what could happen with having those spirits looking over you and protecting you from from stuff yeah it's yeah all i can say is it helps with grief a great deal it helps with many different things so uh yeah
0: well thank you so much Cecil, for sharing that so the last two questions i have for you i'm going to combine these two is what's next for you? and then we kind of already talked about which you'll be releasing next month, but if you can tell us more about what's next for you and how can our listeners find you online?
1: Okay, um, what's next for me right now is uh, I'll be doing, uh, I have videos currently on my YouTube channel on Higher Self with Cecil Thornton. And you can just pretty much put Higher Self with Cecil Thornton in and uh, my videos will come up uh right now i am working on my spiritual uh care product line um where the first um uh, the first product will be my energy cleansing and healing box and i'm going to start a line of uh, a line of candles in june so i'm going to actually uh, drop something in may drop something in june and drop something in july all the summer months uh three different products that's going to be on my new uh line for on Hire Yourself with Cecil Thornton uh, Spiritual Care Line. So please look that up if you can. I, it, I'm i telling you, this, yeah, it will really, really uh, help you elevate and get to your next level uh, with these products. I have to be very honest with you. I, the love that I put into them, the energy that I put into them, you know, is second to none. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm adamant and I'm very serious about this thing. So uh, you, it would definitely be felt if you uh, use these products in your home and you can get in touch with me on, you uh, know, what I'm thinking, uh, IG, Mama's Boy, 1979, that's M-A-M-A-S-B-O-Y, 1979, uh, you can contact me there and yeah.
0: Well, I'm just so excited to see you, so you did such a great job. You guys, he was a little nervous in the beginning. I told him, like, don't worry about it. You got this. And he's done well. Like I said, I think you explained your purpose and and shared a lot of insight. And I'm just very glad to have you on Black Canvas. And this has been a great time. Thank you so much for just agreeing to being on the show and also talking about your experience. We really appreciate it.
1: No problem. And I really, really want uh, to thank you for having me. Uh, I really, really appreciate that.
0: No problem. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. We thank you again, Cecil. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, okay? I'm like, thank you. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>